place where dreams are born and time is never planned. It's not on any chart. You must find it in your heart. Never, never land. It might be miles beyond the moon or right there where you stand. Ooh. Just keep an open mind and then suddenly you'll find Never, never land. That's beautiful. It really is. And that's my home where dreams are born and time is never planned. It's making me teary. Just think of lovely things and your heart will fly on wings forever and never, never land. So that does give me a thought. You'll have a treasure if you stay there, more precious far than gold. For once you have found your way there, you can never, never grow old. Dag. And this is why we started Finding God in Neverland. <laughs> the revelation of Disney. Well, I don't think that was Disney. No. Mary Martin's version of Peter Pan. But it's like part of childhood. True. Totally part of childhood. Who wrote Peter Pan? The like book? The, yeah. Why am I blanking on his name? J.M. Barry. Oh, yeah, I know him. J.M. Barry. Not. I know him not. Because, I mean, he wrote the play and everybody thinks Disney. Right. Disney has a way of doing that. Well. Like, Sayla always asks me if Walt Disney came up with Snow White. And right. I'm like, nope. That story is much, much older than Walt Disney. Right. But you came up with the idea of finding God in Neverland because of Disney, not because of J. J. M. Barry. M. Barry. Yeah. But Disney was inspired by him. Yeah. And Peter Pan is huge. Oh, yeah. So, there you have it. Yeah. I love his lyrics, though. The idea of... Um, what were the lines about once you've been there? You find your way back? Um... Once you have found your way there, you can never, never grow old. You'll treasure if you'll have a treasure if you stay there more far more precious far than gold. For once you have found that your way there, you can never grow old. I, I like just that. said that, didn't I? It might might be miles beyond the moon or right there where you stand. That's that's my favorite part. Mm. It might be miles beyond the moon or right there where you stand. Just keep an open mind and then suddenly you'll find Never Never Land. Because, you know what it makes me think of? What? What? We lived in the happiest place on earth. <laughs> yes, we did. And we needed Jesus. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. That's what it made me think of. 
To quote a friend, can you tell me more about that? <laughs> we that had what, everything. Isn't that what Beth always says? Can we you had tell a, me more about that? We had everything <laughs> we needed. We had all our dreams. We yeah. had all of our treasure. Yeah. We went to Disney World every day. Every day. And we didn't... Life um, didn't change because we were in the happiest place on earth. Yeah. God changed us. I think one of the interesting things is our... So we talked about living in Florida twice. The second time we lived in Florida, I really felt like we had everything. Like, so the first time we lived there... I love school. You know, I had always wanted to work for Apple... What were you saying the first time? I'm just there? recapping that the first time we lived in in Orlando, our daughter was two and our son, Declan, was born there in Orlando. In Celebration. In Celebration Hospital. But we only lived there for one year. Mm-hmm. And then when Declan was turning one, he wasn't even one yet before Declan turned one. Yeah, just he was just months old. We moved back to South Carolina. Yeah. So Scott is referring to the second time. So then we lived in South Carolina for two years and moved back to Orlando. Yeah. And spent another year there. Yeah, because the Lord told us to. That year, you did not work at Disney. You worked at Apple. But we still had annual passes. passes. So. We still went more than most people could, unless yeah. you live in Orlando, <laughs> than most people could <laughs> yeah. ever dream or imagine. Yeah. It was still the inexpensive thing to do, because in the long run, residence passes mm-hmm. were way cheaper than doing anything. And we were okay with that. We were going to Disney, kids going to Disney... I was working for Apple. I loved working for Apple. It was like a dream job, dream come true. I had tried to work for Apple before and they turned me down. I didn't even get an interview. And you need four interviews before they say yes to you at Apple. You need to go through four levels. So things were looking great. And we were in the happiest place, doing the happiest things, everything that we wanted. And for some reason, it still wasn't it. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But somehow also, this is another thought, God used Disney like to confirm things in us, but yeah. not necessarily the grandiose, <laughs> like, not necessarily... Disney World in all its glory, but the shadows of Disney World, like the small moments, the hidden things, like rolling in the grass in front of the mm-hmm. castle. Yeah. Or sitting on a bench. And I think that in some weird, very roundabout path goes back to you'll have a treasure more far precious than gold. Yeah. For once you've found your way there, you can never, never grow old once you find your way yeah. to that treasure. So it's not... And a sense is like a healed heart. Yeah. Like, 
God was healing our hearts. Mm -hmm. And we didn't realize that they even needed healing. And we thought we were okay. And didn't even understand. Because when we were at 4 Mill, um, you know, we're in ministry. You were doing Morningstar dance um, and teaching. And um, I got opportunity to do prophetic ministry. So it seemed like everything should be okay there too. And then God pulled us out of there and puts us back in Orlando. I can still remember, like, just my dad constantly saying to you, what the Lord is saying. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Like, weekly. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> the only word from the Lord was just have fun. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Just enjoy this. Just enjoy and we couldn't. <laughs> no. We couldn't enjoy anything. Well, because we th thought that our dreams were miles beyond the moon. Yeah. But they were right there where we stood. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because we had, we had just, we need, our hearts needed healed. I always think about um, the scripture that talks about the day of the Lord and um, talks about. Uh, old men will dream dreams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's something about time where you see so much of the world. As you grow older, you lose your, I think you lose your ability to dream. So, in a sense, God was taking us through this weird season where he was healing our hearts so that our, our hearts could dream. Because hope mm -hmm. deferred makes the heart sick. Mm -hmm. So we had hopes for so many things. I think that our hopes had been deferred to the point where our hearts were, I guess, ready to settle. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, then we'll just settle for whatever mm -hmm. can happen. And obviously this is a good place to settle because it's the happiest place on earth. I mean, we liked the weather. <laughs> Which I miss we do Florida love weather. Florida. Yeah, we do love yeah. Florida. But it's not about... Yeah. It still wasn't We still weren't satisfied. Mm -hmm. Wanted deeper things. I think that's hard. So it's like, because if you think about kids and being childlike, kids will dare to do the dumbest things. Mm -hmm. Like, like pretend that your sticky hand really is a Spider-Man web so you can stick it to the ceiling and swing off of the staircase because it's really going to hold you just like Spider-Man's web. And I can't stop him because it looks really cool. And I think it's a fun idea. Yeah. Even though I'm like, as soon as you jump, that sticky hand's coming with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And I think that's why I found Tucker today with his head stuck under his bed. Yeah, and what had was to he trying to do? Lift his entire bed to get his head out. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what they were trying to do. But three boys are in that room. Two of them were just watching as Tucker's head is stuck underneath the bed. Uh, <laughs> and he's, they're screaming because you know. Like, if somebody's hurt, mm -hmm. even if there isn't, mm -hmm. there's always blood. So they're yelling, Tucker's bleeding. Tucker's bleeding. Oh, my gosh. And I hear Tucker yelling, scary, 
It's scary. No. <laughs> <laughs> under his bed. Under from under, like you know, muffled. Cold it's dark scary. cave. It's scary. Like muffled. So I had to pick up the bunk bed. Oh my god. So his head could get out from underneath the bunk. I was bed. wondering why the stoppers were all discombobulated. Yeah. So but I mean you you dare you dare to do crazy things, mm-hmm. absurd things. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point as adults it's really hard. Uh, not to get there. I kept... But you dare to do them all in the name of what? I th- sheer pleasure. Sheer pleasure. And I think that that's part of the secret. It's just doing it for joy. Yeah. Because we always do it. I think of the screw tape letters. Um, when the advice that the uncle gives his nephew. So the nephew writes and says you know, that his subject that he's trying to demonize has found something to be, to be joyful about. Yeah. To enjoy. Yeah. And then the uncle writes to him. And so the nephew says, uh, I have to figure out a way to discourage him from doing it. And the uncle writes to him and says, no, no, don't discourage your subject from doing what brings him joy. Just give it a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then says, there's nothing, talking about God, there's yeah. nothing that our enemy loves more than when his subjects enjoy something simply for the sake of enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it says I think C.S. Lewis goes as far as say he's he is not glorified by anything else as much as when his subjects are enjoying things mm. just to enjoy it mm-hmm. just because I, th- I think that that's an interesting thing so like believing in signs and wonders one of the first times I was part of something pretty major um, it wasn't huge and it wasn't like a lot of people knew that it happened and so Somebody older was like, so are you going to tell people? Are you going to go have it confirmed? Are you going to do this? 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 And I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to do any of that. I think Because I just, you experienced yeah, I think I just wanted me to do it. And a wonder. Yeah. Just clarifying what you're talking about without... Yeah. And it's happened multiple times where God has done something cool mm-hmm. and people try to give a purpose to it. Yeah. Rather than just like, who cares? Like God does not need our glory. Like who cares? Yeah. So there's the sense of trying to give things just purpose. Like, oh, it has to have a purpose. Kids don't have to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. What were we just <laughs> asking Samuel why he did something? And he was just like, I don't remember, but he was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing? I don't know. Why'd you do it? I don't know. I don't know. know. So great. And he doesn't. He has (laughs) no idea why he just did the thing. But really, usually, it's just fun. It's just fun. Or interesting or captivating. I think that that lesson has helped us through a lot of difficult situations Mm -hmm. difficult times because then we tend to find fun everywhere again it's not over the moon it's actually closer than you think Mm -hmm. and it's always like right around you and i have people go oh well you have that thing like we'll find something that's fun and they'll say oh well you have that thing that's fun and I'm like, yeah, but that thing only came about because we <laughs> believed it could exist and found it. We believed there was something in our situation. We believed that God had provided something for us to find. I like Graham Cook always says that God puts 
like, you know, God planned good works for us from the foundation to the earth. So every day is filled with something good and fun mm. that God has. And God's been waiting throughout eternity, waiting for us to get to this day to find that treasure. And there are some days where we just don't go looking. So there's mm-hmm. like a treasure in a day that was never discovered because we didn't look for it. Mm. So Graham Cook always talks about taking advantage of every day because in, inside every day there is something for you to find that will bring joy to God just because you enjoy it mm-hmm. and you find it. So like every day has a reason for joy. If you find the fun and snap. <laughs> The job's a game. And it's, a ch- it's true. Yep. Like, fun. Even Mary Poppins knew. Fun. And she was strict. <laughs> I noticed that in, even as a leadership principle, we choose things that are fun. So people that we lead will say, why are we doing this thing? And I say... <laughs> because it's fun. Because it's fun. <laughs> literally every day like anything that our employees go do i say have fun and they just laugh at me like i'm going to take out the trash and i'm like have fun well i love that now i'm just prophesying it over them i'm like you will have fun taking out the trash something cool will happen and you will laugh and you will smile and you will enjoy it or you'll just get fresh air and be happy yeah and they think we're ridiculous they also think that we're just young. Yeah, or we're just joking. Which I laugh as I'm staring at 40, <laughs> right? 40 is young, I hate to tell you. Um, we ha- we've got an awfully long way to go. White hairs not Disney, that sorry. keep multiplying eh, steadily. My dad had white hair when he was 20. I mean, it's true. But so. not for nothing, but I don't want to look like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was young. I'm just saying, white hair doesn't equal. There are people that lose all their teeth when they're 20. I don't want to do that either. I wouldn't consider that okay. That's not something, an expectation I want to live up to. That has nothing to do with age. <laughs> but white hair tends to do with age, and I have, I'm have i getting a lot of it. Mm. Look at all that. Look at that. I you, see it. I mean, I live with you, so... I don't you really knew me it. when I had like two white hairs I in my guess. beard. I don't know. And now you can't even remember what that was like. But anywho, I'm not. All right. Wrap it all up in a nice little package. I'm not young. The fact that I said we lived at the happiest place on earth, but our dreams were really right inside of us. And. Well, we almost gave up. I think that that's the biggest thing. We started to be, we started to settle. And that's one thing that we talked about how we got together. We just felt like one of the big lessons of the Lord even bringing us together was don't settle. Yeah. And I think that that's a hard pill for people to swallow when we say that. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. Don't settle. I noticed that my settling often has to do with just fear. Yep. I fear God showing up. I fear that I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. I fear that I missed my chance. Um, I fear that somebody else got my thing that I was supposed to get. I fear that I gave it away. Like fear, 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 fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually settle 
not because I actually think it's a smart move. No. I usually just settle out of fear. Yeah. So I just settle. And I think, I think looking back at that season, I was very close to that. But yeah, in Florida, I just stopped dreaming. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy because you're, I mean, you're going to a place that Imagineers built. Dreams come true. I know, people are shouting everywhere. With you know? glitter and fireworks. fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and Donald Duck having trouble believing that dreams come true. Oh, poor Donald. Poor Donald. Um, and I think, I think the scariest, almost the scariest sacrifice was when we felt like the Lord told us to leave Florida uh, when things were okay. Right. Right. <laughs> I think that was my strongest temptation to settle mm -hmm. was at that moment because things were pretty good. Like, wait, we could make it here. And you know what got like And we have a church. Yeah. And <laughs> like we're starting to build a community yep. and we love the weather and we love Disney and we love the school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your parents were there. The community. It was family. all good things. We literally left all of that. <laughs> all of those things to the unknown. Yeah. Into I was the say. unknown. <laughs> You frozen. Um, I won't do any more because... You don't know the words? That song is crazy. What did she say in that interview? That a, you're not supposed 11th, to... 11 intervals or something. <laughs> no. Something two, you're never 14, supposed to 14 sing. 14 intervals. So you're not supposed to ever do an octave, and they did an octave for that, and the first frozen, but because she's supposed to be going beyond oh, what was safe, mm -hmm. she hits like... It's like a 14 interval jump or something like that oh my gosh that interview was so cool <laughs> if, if you want you should watch what was it is it on the movie extras it's probably Ooh. on the movie extras about yeah just the creating how they wrote the songs how they wrote the music the music or something it's really cool yeah those peeps know what they're talking about i know it was really cool though they're it was so, so intentional yeah 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 but the whole leaping breaking the norm mm -hmm. and just going after something different and that i mean that's one thing i mean when we did it and we we do it periodically we will do something and people will say why in the world are you doing that mm -hmm. you have it so good right now why mm -hmm. would you do that there's always the temptation to play it safe People always think that it's just in bad times that there's a temptation to just be safe, but it's also in good times. It's just always a temptation to play it safe yeah. and not to really uh, dream for something big bigger. Yeah. And I mean, that's something good that we have in common. We are equally yoked in. And I think we do for each other. But you mentioned something that I think has been really important. And that was that you would dream for me when I could not dream. Hmm. Like having a spouse that will dream for you when you cannot dream is mm -hmm. huge. Would you say I was the wind beneath your wings? No. <laughs> I would never say that. Ever. Must have been cold there in your shadow. <laughs> You are so happy with yourself right now. <laughs> oh. 
Um, so I was thinking about a challenge anyway, and we can end with this challenge, and it is an Alice in Wonderland challenge, because right before this, we were trying to find old videos of Adventures in Wonderland. Adventures in Wonderland. Such a weird show. <laughs> but in the movies, Alice in Wonderland, uh, in the second Alice in Wonderland, she says, um, the challenge is to think of six impossible things every morning. I don't want to take that challenge. Think six impossible things. It's a challenge Wait, that Sayla and I have ongoing. Do you have to do them or do you six, just think them? You just have to believe six impossible things before breakfast. Okay. That's could, the challenge. So you like wake one, up one day. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up, you get your coffee, sit before the Lord, and just with the Lord, you dream of six impossible things. I mean, and it can get it can be ridiculous and fun, but it can also be serious because then you could just put it before the Lord and like, huh, these are the things I don't think you're gonna do. These are the things I don't think I'm gonna have. Yeah. And then you just choose to move in an opposite spirit. Mm. Are you gonna do it? Are we gonna do it next tomorrow morning? I am. Six I'm nervous. You gonna journal it? Of course. <laughs> but of course. I'm gonna tell myself that I'm gonna remember it <laughs> and then forget it later. <laughs> Every morning. I'll remember these six things. And then and then I might spend the next week remembering the same six things every <laughs> morning. But then by the end of the week, I'm going to go, these seem so possible to me because I've just rehearsed the same six things every morning because I, I can't it. remember. Um, but that is our challenge to you and our challenge is to also share them with us. You can share them with us on our Facebook pages or on the Finding God in Neverland page. Um, but we challenge you. We challenge you to spend time with the Lord and at least one day this week, sit down with him and try to think of six impossible things for you to believe in. Consider it giving your heart a kickstart toward dreaming. If you felt like you haven't been able to dream, especially in this season, mm -hmm. we're all wondering when the end of all this stuff is and mm -hmm. what life will be like again. Um, the temptation is to just believe for negative things, but mm -hmm. you can also believe for hopeful things. And this is the time to do it so that when all this ends, you'll be ready to go. And um, I do believe that the presence of God is coming stronger than ever. I do believe Whoa. that um, even in you and in your home, as you're listening to this, that the presence of God is coming. And when the glory of the God comes, we are going to be like those who dream again. Yeah, That's just our identity. That's our purpose. Yeah. Um, we get to dream with God and call things into being that aren't as if they already were. Mm -hmm. And so it really is solid, even though it's Alice in Wonderland. It's solid theology, believing in six things. <laughs> six impossible things before breakfast. So that is our challenge to you. Uh, share them with us. If you really want to go in deep, do it every day this week. Every day. Spend time with the Lord and come up with six impossible things. Do you want to pray for people? Could you do that really well? No.
I'm just going to close with this ending of the song. Oh, you're going to sing? Yeah. Oh, well, you can just sing a prayer. And that's my home where dreams are born and time is never planned. Just think of lovely things and your heart will fly on wings forever in never, never land. Amen. <laughs>